That is Rob Zombie, Dead City Radio on 100.3. The X Rocks off his brand new CD, Venomous Rat Regeneration Vendor. It is out in stores now. The movie Lords of Salem in theaters now. Coming to town on July 2nd for Mayhem Fest. Headlining, as a matter of fact. And on with the phone with us right now. Rob Zombie, let's talk things up a little bit. Rob, how are you, man? Good, how's it going? We are hanging in there, dude. Thank you so much for the time. We appreciate it. Sure, no problem. You know, uh, you got a movie and an album coming out right around the same time. I imagine that was probably planned, but are you kind of over the uh, the whole promotional thing, or is it kind of in, like, what the hell was I thinking mode? Oh, God, I don't know. I mean, about a month ago, I was feeling, like, what the hell was I thinking, because it just became so much work, it was almost seemed undoable. And then I, I got through that, and then the promotion thing becomes a little nuts after a while, because... If there's one thing you really get sick of talking about, it's yourself. <laughs> and it just becomes endlessly like, well, let me tell you about me and more about me and me. And just like, eh. There, there, there's a lot of you, but that's that's okay. And Venomous Rat Regeneration Vendor is awesome, and it, it sounds fun. It, you know, Dead City Radio and the New Gods of Supertown were playing that song, and you know, as I listened to it, a question popped into my head, and and that is uh, how, as growing up as a young Rob Zombie, did you listen to a lot of rock radio, and, and did you have some fond memories of that? Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, FM radio was everything. That was my whole world. Maybe it was AM radio at that point. I don't even know. But, you know, growing up as a kid, before I even knew that records existed, when as a little kid, all there was was the radio, and that's where I learned about everything, you know. And what I loved about the radio back then is that it played such a... You know, radio now is more compartmentalized. Like, oh, if I like metal, I listen to this station. If I like country, I listen to this station. It's really chopped up. But back then, they just played everything. So one second I would hear Alice Cooper, then I would hear Diana Ross, then I would hear Kiss, then I would hear the Bee Gees, then I would hear Abba, then I would hear the Allman Brothers. So I kind of grew up with a wide range of things that I loved just because that's the way it was always presented. Great. You know, uh, you uh, you get a lot of uh, downloads these days in the music industry, but one thing that you're missing with the Rob Zombie album, album when you download it is, is the artwork. And I, I imagine a lot of thinking and process goes into figuring out what goes in between the uh, the CD and the actual case, right? Yeah, I mean, I always want the CD to be exciting and to be interesting and tie into the music and just add to the experience as, as I want the music videos to add to the experience. And I feel like, you know, sometimes the, the, the digital download thing, which is a great thing to have because it's so convenient, but I feel for kids that only do that, I wonder if, if they don't love music as much because there is only one aspect to it. You just hear the, the audio, and that's all you get. Whereas growing up, you know, there was so much more than just the audio going on. You know, the packaging was just as exciting as the music at times. So, you know, I, I wonder how that's affecting, you know, the digital generation, if, if at all. I don't know. Well, and, and but yet you still keep it old school, and I mean, you open it up, you, you, the insert of the CD insert is—it's like a fine gloss paper, and it's not what I expected to feel, and it makes a difference. It really does. It's like, wow, this is super cool because it can't be cheap to do that. No, and it's funny because and people have mentioned that too because to me it was very particular because they were going to print it differently, and I was like, no, I want it on glossy paper. I want it like this. I want it like that. But the funny thing is, people notice. I mean, you wouldn't think people would mention the paper, <laughs> but they do, you know, which is really strange. So, you know, people notice the details. I think they can, they can sense when somebody puts some time and effort into something and they appreciate it. And I think what killed the music industry besides digital downloading was a lot of the record labels just started cheaping out. You buy 
you buy a CD and there's nothing in it. You're a total ripoff. You know, and speaking of record labels, you've had an opportunity over the last couple albums to, to shift labels a couple of times. Uh, how is it this time around? Are you, are you happy where you are? Are you doing well? Yeah, it's all good. I mean, I, in a way, I went back. I mean, I have my label through Universal Music, but Universal Music is the label where essentially I put out almost all my records. So it's it's good. You know, it seems like the perfect match of worlds. But the funny thing is with record labels, you, you used to think you signed to a label and here's your home forever, but every year... The music business changes so much that what made sense last year and two years ago doesn't make sense anymore. So, who knows? You know, who knows what anything is anymore? <laughs> Do you get a chance to take a little breather before you hit out on Mayhem? Well, a little bit. I mean, what is this, April? Yeah, I mean, you know, a couple weeks probably. But, you know, we start rehearsing soon and doing all that. So, I'll have a couple weeks off perhaps, but that's about it. Are you still doing pre-production for Broad Street Bullies in the meantime too, trying to work that all in as well? Well, at this stage, I mean, I already finished the script, so it's in the long, drawn-out, boring stage of putting all the financing together and all that type of stuff, so now, so it kind of works out good. You know, the one thing I, I did want to ask you, too, was about the, the sound on the new album. You, you had mentioned before how you wanted to kind of go old school and have a very unique and feel and sound to the album, and I think you did, but I, I had noticed that maybe you played around with it a little bit on Hellbilly Deluxe, too, with songs like What kind of had that feel to it as well. Was was it that playing around with it on the last album that kind of made you want to do it all the way this time around? Well, I guess, because a lot of times those are the songs that I like playing live. You know, it's really easy get into the, getting into the studio and... and, and you have to stop yourself from over-polishing everything because it's really easy to go in there and make everything sound so perfect. But in your quest to make everything sound perfect, it sounds completely lifeless and boring to me. So this time around, that was the goal, to keep it more raw. You know, especially when you... It gets even trickier when you have really great musicians because a guitar player like John Five, his natural inclination all through his life is to make everything perfect, <laughs> to play perfect, to be perfect. So I would have to, like, you know, try to get him to, to dial it back for that reason, because sometimes, you know, you don't want everything perfect. There's great, there's great things to be found in the mistakes. You, uh, you, you know what? You, you help challenge us DJs a little bit with uh, the titles of your songs and your albums to get it out in a mouthful, and it's, uh, it's refreshing. Yeah, I mean, I, I wanted to make every song on the record have a title that seemed like you, didn't, you haven't heard it before. Well, yeah, there's some there's some titles and songs out there that just you know the, we have multiple names of songs in our system from different bands, but they're the same title of the song. And you're right, it does get kind of boring. Yeah, I mean, it's it's like it's a new record, it's a new everything. Why would you want to? I mean, it happens more with music. It doesn't bother me. But when I see a movie, and I go, really, that title again? You couldn't think of a different title? You didn't use that? It seems so absurd to me. So yeah, I want to make sure that didn't happen this time out. Aside from the Lords of Salem, anything in the in the uh, in the realm of movies this summer that you would be looking forward to going to see? I have no idea what's even coming out. Truthfully, I have not been paying attention. You got your own thing to worry about, man. Yeah, I mean, with the tour and everything happening, I've sort of been out of the loop. So, I you know, usually on tour we see a lot of movies on the days off because it's a lot of time to kill. So, I'll see everything eventually, probably, but I don't even know what, what that would be at the moment. Well, I'll tell you what, man, we are uh, very anxious to see you again live here in uh, Mayhem Fest. That's coming to town on July 2nd. The new album is amazing. And, Rob, we, we appreciate you coming on the show and talking a little bit about things, man. Thank you so much. Sure, man. No problem. Thanks a lot. Take care.